the world. <laughs> yeah, I started like yes, I started like that yesterday, and I think I actually like it, and so I might stick to it for a while. <laughs> Welcome back to my podcast. This is History Today with Onik. Yep, yep, yep. I hope your day is going well. I hope you're good. I hope you're hopeful. Yeah. I do hope you're hopeful. Yeah, don't forget to not let your despair drown you. Don't forget to be brave. Yes, be brave and stand for what you believe in. It might be hard, but even if you're the only one standing on that side that you think is the right side, just remain there. And yeah, fight for what you believe in with all that you can. On this day in 1912, the former saloon keeper John Schrank tried to assassinate the former United States President Theodore Roosevelt, who was again campaigning for the presidency. The bullets lodged in Roosevelt's chest after penetrating his steel eyeglass case and a 50-page speech which he was carrying in his jacket. Schrank was immediately disarmed and might have been lynched, but Roosevelt shouted that he should remain unarmed. Roosevelt was an experienced hunter and anatomist, and he accurately concluded that since he was not coughing blood, the bullet had not reached his lungs, assuring the crowd that he was alright. He handed Shrank over to the police and went on to deliver his speech as scheduled. He spoke for 90 minutes with blood sipping into his shirt before accepting to receive medical attention. Probes and an x-ray showed that the bullet was lodged in his chest muscle And because it was less dangerous to leave it in than to take it out, Roosevelt carried the bullet for the rest of his life. Roosevelt spent two weeks recuperating and soon got used to the bullets. He resumed his campaigning, referring to himself as a bull moose, which became his symbol and that of his party. He died at the age of 60 in 1919. On this day in 1964, Martin Luther King Jr., who was a Baptist minister and an activist, won the Nobel Peace Prize for combating racial inequality through non-violent resistance. Inspired by his Christian beliefs and the non-violent activism of Mahatma Gandhi, he promoted civil rights through non-violence and civil disobedience and became the most visible spokesman and leader in the American civil rights movement from 1955 until he was assassinated at the age of 39 in 1968. On this day in 1979, The National March on Washington for Lesbian and Gay Rights took place. It was a large political rally and the first of its kind, which attracted an average of 100,000 gay men, lesbians, bisexuals, transgenders, and even straight allies to demand for equal civil rights and to urge the passage of protective, protective civil rights legislation. The march was led by the Salsa Soul Sisters, the oldest black lesbian group in USA, and they also carried the official march banner. They were welcomed by the mayor on behalf of Washington, D.C., and in the days that followed, they had garnered support from about 200 Congress members and other organizations. The second march took place in October 1987, and this was larger in scope 
and even more successful and historical import historically important than the first aids activists were prominent in this march that extended beyond the scope of the lgbt concerns its other demands included an end to discrimination against people with aids aids related complex hiv and to increase funding for aids also to end sexist oppression and to end racism in america and apartheid in south africa the great march as it is popularly called was commemorated a year later with the establishment of the first national coming out day <laughs> on this day 1981 vice president hosni mubarak is elected as the president of egypt one week after the assassination of anwar sadat the former egyptian president Mubarak was the fourth president of Egypt and he ruled in an autocratic and repressive manner for 30 years making him one of the longest ruling presidents in the world yeah on that same list that um this Libyan president is on Gaddafi yeah He stepped down during the Egyptian revolution in 2011 after 18 days of demonstrations and protests against his regime. He and his sons were detained for questioning about allegations of corruption and abuse of power. He was also ordered to stand trial on charges of negligence for the killing of peaceful protesters during the revolution. He was sentenced to prison but it was de- but was detained in a military hospital instead as he suffered a series of health crises. He was acquitted and released in 2017 and he died in February 2020 at the age of 91. Today's death anniversary of the 77 who were killed during the Thammasat student uprising in Thailand. The protest which started on the night of October with over 2000 students from Thammasat University had by the 14th included many members of the public raising the number of protesters to more than 400,000. The demands of the protest were to release the 13 political activists who had been arrested, accused of trying to overthrow the government and denied bail. It is not clear how it happened, but reports were heard about violence against the students, and by late morning, the situation had spun out of control, with violence and vandalism coming from both groups. The government brought in tanks, helicopters, and foot soldiers to support the police, and this resulted in the death of the 77, the injuries of the 857, and the burning of buildings near the royal palace. Many more people joined the protests and came to the to the rescue of the students, and by evening, the soldiers finally withdrew. The uprising resulted in the end of the ruling military di- dictatorship and altered the Thai political system. It also brought to light the growing influence of the Thai university students in politics. Today is Oshari Mon's birthday. Yeah, you remind me of a girl. <laughs> Yeah, he's 43 today. That is all the bit of history I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for coming. Thank you for clicking. Until tomorrow, remain blessed. Bye.